Hello, friends. Um, it has been a minute since I have recorded a podcast um, or uploaded a video. I am finally back home. Ooh, that was not pretty. I'm finally back home in the States after 10 months of traveling. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, about my experiences and what I'm taking from those experiences and how I'm applying to life currently um, and maybe how you can apply those too. kind of skip the experiences and just go straight for the take-homes. And um, yeah, and so I'm back and I have to say, you know, it has, it's been an adjustment. It's definitely been an adjustment. I've been back for maybe two and a half weeks. Maybe it's, maybe it's going on the third week, which feels insane. Um, yeah. So I took a bit of a break on the podcast as I was traveling at the end. Some of you may have um, been following along on my personal Instagram page. Um, I was living in a van in Australia and doing some other things that just, and then my computer screen broke. So it just wasn't conducive to podcasting. Um, so currently I am in Charlotte, North Carolina, staying with my sister. Um, so um, that is where I am currently. And um, I still have a lot of um, travels coming up just in the States, seeing lots of friends and family in the current, um, you know, in the next coming weeks. So what I want to talk about is what I have kind of learned, um, you know, from these different travels um, and obviously how to apply this. So I was thinking about this on my uh, plane ride home from uh, flying from Sydney to Charlotte, which is just like, you just feel like you're traveling for like weeks. It just feels like such a long travel time. So I was like pondering this. I was like, what did I learn? Like if this is like the end of this chapter, um, kind of like the wrapping up of, of this season of my life, which actually it doesn't quite feel like that. Sometimes you might resonate with this where um, it feels like I'm still very much in the season of this chapter, even though it feels like it's like, okay, are we complete? Um, but this just has, I guess, what speaks to how I'm feeling about still being, still feeling very called to being nomadic. Um, so it doesn't feel like I'm in any place to settle down or settle down. I say that, you know, very loosely, but any place to say, okay, this is where I'm home. This is my home base. Um, you may know that like, I don't really have a home base. Like I say that I'm home, but home just means that I'm back in my home country. Um, I don't have a, a physical home. I still have my things in storage. We'll still keep the things in storage. Um, and just, uh, kind of hop around as I have been doing the last 10 months. So it feels like very much that this phase is like kind of not really complete, but I think it's really important um, in any kind of phase or even at the end of the month, I think it's really, I think reflection is really important. And since I am back to the States, it felt like such a, a period of time where I was like, I really want to reflect back on all of the things I have gathered over the past 10 months. And, um, you know, reflection is huge even within the whole process. So even when I had gone from different countries, um, before I'd go to the next country, I would reflect what I learned, you know, 
and what I was taking away and, and what I was leaving behind and what I was really bummed about leaving behind. And so reflection is like a huge thing that has been very prevalent within these months. And it's allowed me to actually look at life differently since I, when I was in a different country, it just felt like, uh, it felt like such a specific season or a chunk of my life. So it was like, okay, we spent two months in Bali. Boom. We spent a month in India. We spent a month in Nepal and we'll touch on all of those. But it just felt like, I feel like sometimes back home, like when I was just working day to day, I can feel like the months just kind of blend into each other. Um, and you're just like, whoa, I can't believe that month just flew by. I can't believe, you know, what month it is it? And, you know, you just chunk summer together and you kind of, well, sorry, that's a little sound in the background. Um, and you kind of just, so you kind of just feel like they mush together. And, um, what I felt like traveling did was it, it helped me like really solidify like that season, that chapter, that month. And it wasn't, it was just very distinct. Like it felt like it was, um, not something that just like flew by where I just was so busy and didn't really recognize like it, it chaptered my life because I was in vastly different areas. So it like, when I remember, you know, a certain month, I remember a certain country and it just feels very like vivid of like, whoa, that month was this. And so that was like actually a huge thing that like I would like to continue to do, even if I'm not in different areas every month, um, different countries every month. But it's like, it kind of lets you reflect back to be like, wow, we can reflect every month to see like, what did I see? What did I do? What changed within me? Um, where do I want to go next? Like what, what feeling or what color was the month? You know, we can kind of categorize, um, and chunk these periods of time, I guess. And time is so obscure, right? It's just like, um, it's not as linear as we think it is. So I think it's really helpful to, um, kind of, think about time other than like minutes and days and months, but rather the feeling of it and giving it different textures and kind of dimensions of it, because that's what really it is. So when we can kind of separate, um, and I didn't think about, I wasn't planning on talking about time like this, but this is just where we're going. Um, but I feel like that was something huge that had shifted with me having the opportunity to travel so much is that it, it, let me look at time so differently. Like I had so much time to do anything and everything that I wanted. And in reality, we all do, but sometimes we can limit ourselves of like, oh, I don't have time for that. Or I don't have time for this X, Y, and Z. I don't have time. I don't have time. There's not enough time. There's not enough hours in the day. And that's just like these beliefs that we hold against it. Like we get to choose to stretch time. We can choose to, you know, um, really be in the moment, which stretches that present time. Anyways, so it was really starting to like have me reflect specifically on how I was looking at my life in general and how much just that kind of shift of being different places helped me shift to say like, wow, I can actually chunk my life, um, chunk my months, my weeks in these different kind of sections um, like I did when I was traveling. So that's like a big thing that I have taken from uh, that chapter too, because it doesn't feel like such this like mesh of, you know, um, life where it doesn't feel like, um, 
like I feel like all blends together. Like sometimes you're like, what did I even do that year? Like everything just kind of blended together. My days looked the same. I was doing the same things. I was in the same routines and such and such. And that's how like life can really pass us by. And when I was traveling and feeling like such like I was in new environments and new settings, doing new things all the time, which like kind of makes you really be more aware. It makes you be more present uh, because you have to, you have to be aware of your surroundings when you're traveling, you're taking all this newness, um, all these different smells and sounds and, and structures and how things are done and customs. And it really makes you be really super present because it's so different than what you have, you, what you experience back home. So um, that allowed me to feel like the, these past 10 months felt like years, like even how I feel within my own self, my own observations, um, how I operate within my own thinking mind feels like when I had left, it feels like years of growth, years of different ways that I've been untang- untangling my different thought processes and how I perceive things, what my perspective is. It's just at a very different um, vantage point, which traveling really helps you do that. Like um, when you are kind of stuck in that zone of that day-to-day, it's really important for us to be able to zoom out. And I feel like when we can zoom out, then it's like you get a different perspective on your life. You're like, whoa, I can actually look at that so differently. Or wow, I actually don't really like what's going on right now. Um, I would like to change what's going on right now. I don't really like how I'm feeling or I like how I'm feeling. So I think having perspective, taking time, taking time to look back and reflect um, in zooming out, all those things um, are the, the, I would say the biggest over, uh, what do you call it? Like overview of what I have learned, what I've gathered. Like those are the biggest, like if I zoom all the way out, it's like how I perceive time, how much reflection is important and, uh, really how I want to like incorporate that to my life moving forward because that's what sometimes a trap can happen. You go on vacation, you go on a trip, you're like, wow, that was so different. Maybe you listen to a podcast. You're like, oh, I didn't think about life that way. And then you get back into your day to day and then you just go about your regular nine to five things. You kind of slip back into your own mindset. Um, you kind of forget those feelings that you felt on vacation that you wanted to bring back home and you can kind of slide back into that mainstream rut. Um, so I guess in part of the reflection, um, for me, why it's really important is so that doesn't happen. So when I reflect and think about all the things and ways that uh, an experience has changed me, it allows me to be like, okay, this is how it's changed me. And this is how I can also apply it to my current life. Because what, what are we doing with experiences um, and learning if we're not actually applying and using it in our day to day, like that's like, then it's just kind of nonsense coming in and out of one ear out the next. So I feel like applying, and this is what my integrating so is so important too, of anything that you're learning, processing, any healing that you're doing, like integrating those things within your actual system, within your day to day is so important because of that. So that's the, that's the big zoom out of, of what I've taken away. Individually, I have I jotted down a few notes about what came, uh, what, what first came to my mind when um, I was thinking about the different countries and different experiences and, and, and what that has like pulled for me. 
And so, um, so if you're just starting on, on this and you really have no idea what my journeys have been, I had, uh, I guess it was last year, I had sold my house and put things in storage and booked a one-way ticket to Bali. So that was really all the planning that I had done. Uh, I only knew that I had a one-way ticket and a 30-day visa to Bali, and that was just what the only plan I had. I had no idea how long I was going to be gone for. I didn't know where I was going to go next, how long I was going to stay in Bali. So my first destination was Bali. I ended up being there for two months. Um, And when I think about that experience, when I think about that uh, that first country, Um, it was just so much excitement, like so much nervousness, like, you know, it was, and I talked, talked about this on a previous episode about how I had to just take baby steps when I had first landed in Bali and and my baby step to like adjust to being in another country alone. I had to like, okay, all you have to do is go downstairs. All you have to do is walk to the street. You don't have to talk to anybody. I was so nervous and I had no idea what to expect being away And I just was like a little baby bird, you know, just like trying to figure out its wings and trying to figure out like, okay, how do I do this? How do I navigate this? Was this a massive mistake? What am I doing? So I remember that nervous energy so vividly. Um, And it it really only lasted like barely a couple of days because then once you start doing the thing, you go outside, you're talking to people, like go to a cafe, like you start experiences. Things are way less um, scary than what we build it up in our minds. Like I'm like, wow, this is actually way easier than what I thought it was going to be. I made up all of these things of these weird possibilities that could have happened and none of them are happening. So when I think about that first experience in Bali, I remember that freshness, that newness, that excitement, that buzz of like, wow, I'm doing it. Like I had always thought about doing a trip like this. And um, it just was quite surreal that I was actually across the world like doing it. Um, And when I think about that time, I think about a lot of dance and play and joy and music and sex and just beach and just so many different things that was just so like shocking. You know, it's like what the visual it gives me is just like, I guess maybe because of my my medical background, which is a little bit morbid right now, but it's like when you have somebody code and their heart is doing something wacky, or maybe you've got a flat line or whatever, someone's like ready to kick it, kick the butt. And, um, and you have the paddles on and you initially, or not in movies paddles, but like in real life, they're like the stickers. You just put the stickers on and that initial shock to the body jolts you hopefully awake the first time. And that's literally what it felt like. It felt like that season was this jolt to my soul, to my system, to my body, to this physical experience, to this earth life, to all the other lives. Like it just felt like such this, um, yeah, electrical jolt of being like, whoa, this is why I'm fucking alive. This is why I'm here. I'm here to experience. I'm here to have joy. I'm here to meet people and learn and feel and taste and touch and just really, um, just really lean into all of like the, uh, those experiences that we're here to here to have 
on earth, like to really enjoy. And so that's what I feel about that. I would go out dancing a lot. I'd go to beach clubs. And at that time I was still kind of partying a little bit um, and uh, having fun with it. I have a different relationship with alcohol now, but um, yeah, I just, I feel like I remember this young kind of energy of myself too and how it was so like um, just so fresh. So um, yeah, that's what that season was. That's what that felt like. And it reminds me now to anchor into play and into joy and how to not take things so seriously. Like, oh, I just, well, it was like, what do I want to do today? Do I want to swim? Do I want to take a walk? Do I want to go out to a cafe and meet somebody new. It just was like all this newness and looking at things in such a different lens of like, oh, I can meet so many people and and have different experiences and things. And so when I pull that into my life currently now, it's like, okay, uh, I'm in a new area. I haven't been to Charlotte. I don't really know Charlotte. Let's go to a coffee shop and see if I can meet somebody. Like let's bring that same mentality um, to here, to now. And it's like that um, welcoming in the gifts of the universe, the universe. This is what it reminds me of, of being able to be like, okay, I am accepting and open to new energies, whether that's new friends, new opportunities, new work, new job, um, new people, uh, anything that is that in that newness energy lets us draw that in when we're open. Whereas if you're like, closed off and be like, don't look at me. I'm here to do my own thing. Like, um, and not so open. You're, you're just energetically closing yourself off of anything, anything, even if you're like, oh yeah, I want a new friend. Um, but I want a new job opportunity. Well, that really doesn't check because you're just closing your energy off. And you're saying that like, oh, I, I'm closing off to friends. Um, but I want a new job, but it's like confusing for the energy because that you just have, it's just your energy. It's just like that energy, that frequency. So it's like, if you're closed off to one area, you're going to close off to all the other areas. So if you need to open, you need to be open to it all. So this is what that is, is how can we be open to the energies in our life right now? How can maybe you apply that to, you know, yourself of like, how can I play more? How, you know, when is the last time I danced? When is the last time I went up to somebody in a coffee shop? And was just like, hey, uh, what are you up to? Start strike a uh, a uh, conversation. Like, I've had the best. I've made. I have made the best friends, and I've had the best connections by sitting by somebody and just saying, like, hey, what's the Wi-Fi password? Okay, so yeah, this no new friends energy. So this is um, what I want to be able to apply here and now, and say, like, okay, how can we energetically open ourselves up? to um, different things that we want in our lives. Maybe like uh, you want more financial abundance or a new position or a new relationship or new friends. And it's like, how can we open up our energy to be able to do that? And um, what I was speaking about before my computer was about to die, so that was a little choppy. Um, What um, a big question that I had got about traveling was that like, how did you meet people? How did you meet friends? Um, I was a solo traveler and that was like one of the big things I was like, I, that was one of the things that I was actually really surprised about is that it was so easy to meet friends, but I was also super open and like ready to meet people. And I would be, um, 
you know, open to that connection instead of feeling like um, nervous or, um, you know, uh, closed to the connection. So you can definitely feel that. You can feel when somebody's just like, don't talk to me or like, hey, I'm open. So um, that's what I took from, from the first time in Bali. And then that led me into going to India. Um, and from there, I was at a Kundalini um, teacher training in India. And there, and I could do a separate episode actually about friends and how I had met, like I had basically a, a new, not a new best friend, but I had like pretty much a, a best friend in, in every um, country that I was in. Like I had a connection um, that was felt so deeply connected to like soul family. And this speaks to like the different area that I'm in my life. But as you start to like really open yourself up to that, you get to like really um, experience what those different friendships and dynamics are. So anyways, I ended up finding myself in India uh, from a soul connection, from a soul family um, uh, of a friend that said, oh, I'm going to do, and she wasn't really a friend at the time. We had met like twice. I actually interviewed here her on the podcast, Ailish. We talked a little bit about this experience, but so I found myself in India and, um, and in India, it was really about structure and consistency and discipline and breath and prana and like going with the flow too, like releasing control. And, um, I, in India, I was living in an ashram and I was in Rishikesh, which is like the Northern kind of spiritual part, I guess, of India. And I, um, met up against a lot of not resistance, but because I didn't find myself really being resistant. It, I definitely found myself observing in a lot of different ways because the culture is very different from say the States. And I have never lived at an ashram. I wasn't even, oh my cat, buddy, come here. I wasn't, I didn't even go to, um, college. I didn't live in a dorm. Like I've never really experienced what like it felt like to like live in such a big community like that. And in this community specifically, everybody's interested kind of in similar things. We're all there for different reasons, but we're kind of there for a reason, but we don't really know why. So it was really interesting to connect to so many incredible people there. Um, I had, I hadn't felt that such an overwhelmingly welcoming energy of the people that were there from all over the country. And I feel like I, I, I made so many different connections there. So people was actually really, pre really important at that point too. Cause that's really, um, when I think about those experiences, like the people and the humor is also what got me through that because there is a period of time where it's like, okay, yeah, we're in an area where and living in this place that, um, might not have uh, water today, might not have warm water today, um, might not let you or like have uh, the ability to like wash your sheets. Like it was just like such obscure things that like I had never dealt with. Like I always had access to this. Like we, I turn on my water at home and like there's always water coming out. Like, so it was like such a different uh, way to just like release control of what should be or what you thought your day was going to be or your plan. Um, and to be like, all right, well, we can, uh, do something else. We can 
guess it's not, guess it'll be a cold shower today. So it's kind of like, that was really a, a way where like humor and just laughing about the scenario and kind of sometimes how the ashram was run, run um, wasn't maybe quite ideal. So it was like, it was really refreshing to have people around me to um, experience that with and just be like, what the fuck did we get ourselves into? But I have to say, because um, those two months in Bali were so free flow and so play and so like, I could do whatever I want when I want. Um, India helped kind of bring me kind of more grounded into the sense of really remembering that I do actually uh, enjoy structure and I like structure within my life. Um, and I was in a classroom six days a week and um, we were learning about anatomy. We were learning about uh, different kriyas for kundalini yoga, doing breath work, pranayama, like all these different things that um, I hadn't really, I knew of, I read of, I practiced slightly, but super immersed in it for like a full month, um, six days a week, uh, waking up at 5am doing, you know, our early sessions and taking notes and communicating and exploring the areas too within that walking down the street and being like, oh, it's normal to be just walking beside a cow right now. Like things like that where um, you uh, adjust. So what I take from that period of time was how we can create structure um, and how we can have our own personal discipline within the practices that make us feel good. So I still love to flow and play and I'm still not like, um, planning or a planner like I was by any means. Like I used to be really feel, I, I was very anal about like planning things in my planner and, and having knew what I was going to do in a day and, and didn't really let myself even listen to my intuition of like, Oh, I don't feel like that. I don't have the energy for that. I was just very like type, very strong type A Capricorn, like boom, boom, boom. And so the travels really helped me stay in more of a state of flow being open to the energy of the world and of the universe flowing with you. So it's like when actually I was like, this is a way easier way to live is living in this kind of flow state of like not trying to control everything. And sometimes, and basically every time that I just threw my hands up and be like, all right, it'll figure itself out. Or, you know, it just, it just did. It, it was, I was like, wow, life is actually way more enjoyable when I try to control it less, um, which was just a huge epiphany for me. Um, so yeah, so when I pull from India, I pull there from that experience of how can I create a sense of discipline and consistency within my own practices. And for me, meditation is really important. Um, stretching my body has been really important. Um, coming back to be able to, you know, have my electrolytes and do my different routines of, you know, drinking reds and greens in the morning and um, getting outside, taking a walk, putting my feet in the grass. That is something I, well, that's something I pulled from, I'll tell you a little bit later, but um, having these different disciplined routines and, and they don't have to happen every day. And I think that's where we can kind of get confused about consistency, that consistency also isn't perfection. And that's a huge thing I had to learn too. Um, you don't have to, perfectly do things every day the same way. Sometimes, especially if you're a woman listening to this, um, 
we're not really meant to do that. We live in cycles. Like I'm not going to have the energy, um, you know, a week before my period, before my cycle that I do, you know, maybe after my cycle, like sometimes like I just don't want to do it. I don't have the energy. I don't feel the urge to it. I'm not, not feeling it. So sometimes, um, I feel like, you know, and that's, I think that's coming up a little bit more, uh, being more talked about of living cyclically. And I'm actually super interested in that. I would love to have a podcast about that with somebody uh, sometime soon. So if you're listening to this, like reach out to me. (laughs) No, just kidding. Um, No, not really. Reach out to me. Um, So yeah, so being able to let yourself live in that flow. And I had really been super interested about morning routines and structure and how to be the most productive and how to have the best mornings. And I just loved that stuff. Like I loved learning about it. I tried every, I want to say I've tried like every routine that probably possible, like all these different performative books I loved. Like I love personal development. Um, if you've been with me, that's definitely what, you know, kind of sparked my uh, bigger spiritual awakening was personal development. It's kind of like the gateway drug to it. And, um, so this allowed me to be like, okay, yes, um, I do like this, but you can also adapt, um, that sense of intuition of like, okay, this does feel good for me. Um, uh, or this doesn't. And to have that discipline within yourself of knowing like, okay, I'm just not doing it because I don't want to, or because I'm avoiding it. Um, or is it because, you know, I actually don't, you know, feel the energy to do it. Like what's the reason behind, um, you're choosing not to do your practice. Like, are you actually letting yourself rest or are you letting yourself kind of escape out and not do it? So it's like having those um, boundaries of discipline within yourself. And that was something too that I learned that um, in India, it's like the first couple of days, um, I think it's the first three days that a woman like is on their cycle. I have to check my notes, but it was like, they don't do anything. Like everybody's like, oh, hold up. You're not cooking. You're not cleaning. You're not doing anything that's like a rest day. Like that's a, it's like in a lot of different cultures, it's, it's kind of like that. Whereas if you're in like the Western world, it's like, you're just, that's not even that. What? Like that's, I was like, what? I was so surprised. And I was like, what do you mean you get to like rest on those days? Like, um, I work out on those days. I don't change anything that I do on those days. And then we wonder why we feel like crap or we don't want to do it. We don't let ourselves live in those cycles. Anyways, that's enough about that. So that's what, that's what India taught me. Um, it taught me, um, so much about, yeah, releasing control, um, being comfortable with the discipline, how that applies to you in your own life and practices, what practices make you feel good, uh, breath work. Um, and really it's like any practice, it doesn't have to be like one of these mainstream ones that are maybe popping off. It could literally just be like, yeah, uh, stretching in the morning for five minutes makes me feel really good. So that's my practice. That's my time to myself. Um, that's my meditation. Then I'd be like, boom, that's, that's your practice. So that is, um, that's India. So from India, I went to Nepal and, um, I fell into Nepal by a few people recommending me to Nepal when I was in India. They're like, you got to go to Nepal. And I was like, okay. And so what Nepal brought for me was, um, the ability to allow myself to follow my hunches and literally follow my intuition without letting my thinking brain, um, talk me in or out of anything that I didn't want to do. And I'll explain that. Um, it also gave me feelings of connection 
um, and stillness. So, okay. So the hunches are huge because I had a few experiences where, um, well, I'll talk about one in particular that I, I posted, you know, I posted about this on my, on my stories, but this is a little while ago, but I had this experience where I was walking on the street, um, on my way actually to do a podcast interview. And so as I'm walking down the street, I see this younger, uh, gentleman, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I love your, I love your hair. And I was like, Oh, thanks dude. And he had his uh, hair shaved uh, on the sides too. And I was like, oh, yours is sweet too. And he was like, yeah. So anyways, as I'm walking back to my hotel, we just are chit-chatting about whatnot. And he's like, oh, I actually am studying meditation and, you know, doing um, uh, X, Y, and D for school and studying. And, but I'm going to, and, and so we just ended up having this conversation. I was like, oh, I would love to talk to you more, but I actually have an appointment I need to go to. And so long story short, we ended up meeting the second day for a coffee. And within that, it just felt so secure. He felt like my little brother. It felt so just like we were interested in the same things about spirituality and having the different conversations of comparing our different cultures. And it was just quite, uh, it was just very, it was very exciting. Um, and very just like innocent fun. Like it was just playful too, you know? And so he ended up inviting me to, uh, go see his family in his village. And I was like, okay, so on paper, this just sounds nuts. Like I just met this guy. He's going to help me get supplies. I'm going to go with him to a, um, a village that's not really on the map because it's just up the mountain. He couldn't really tell me where it was on the map. I'm going to take a local bus with him. Like I, he's going to be my only translator. Um, I don't know any English or I know English. I don't know any Nepali. And, um, so he would be the only one that would be able to like communicate with me if nobody else knew English. And so the very next day, like had my supplies, went with him and just was like, no, I feel like this is right. Like my gut says yes. Um, my intuition says yes. Like, but if I thought about it too much, my, my thinking brain was just like, this isn't safe. Like, what are you doing? This is nuts. And so it's just, it really allowed me to, um, really trust that gut feeling and be like, no, well, this is what we're going to do. This is, this is what we feel is right. And we don't have to overthink it. And it was by far one of my favorite experiences. Like it was incredible living with his family for the period of the time that I did. We went on these massive hikes and um, I got to see how much different, like even just that, how many differences, but also similarities the family was to my family. And how they wanted better for their kids like my parents did for me. And it was just um, super refreshing to just disconnect so much. Um, you know, their kitchen was like a, a fire, um, like a fire pit in the middle of their house. Like they had a farm, they had their own cows. They put, they like let the cows go up the mountain and the cows would come back on their own after they were grazing at the end of the day to their farm. It was just very in a natural rhythm, um, just working with, working with nature and it they just seem to have a really intrinsic way that they lived of of living in the rhythm of of and with nature and it was just like whoa you know um you can some people can perceive that and be like oh wow they don't have this or that amenities or you know they're a part of their they may have less than or whatever and i just i just felt like that they had so much more um, abundance around them and just so much more and a different kind of quality of life than a lot of us do 
um, that we might perceive to have the better way of life. So it was just um, refreshing. And so listening to my own hunches, listening to my own gut, um, and not really questioning that, going with that and trusting those decisions and then seeing them play out so well was just like, whoa, okay, cool. We can do this more and more and more and have this lead us to even cooler experiences. And, um, yeah, so that and feeling of connection. Um, I had met incredible people there that I was connected to in India. Um, and I met uh, a lot of people that were local in the area that, uh, showed me around and I felt, I felt a sense of home within this period because this was in, um, Christmas time. So it was, yeah, it was December. I was there, I believe November into December. And, um, it was a time where I was just like going to really feel kind of like, oh man, I'm kind of lonely for the holidays. And I was able to spend that in a different way with somebody I had met there. And it just was really lovely to have a connection like that and to feel very like connected to people there. Um, so the connection, the gut intuition, and, uh, those are, I think my favorite things that I, I pull. So obviously as I apply that to life now, and maybe how you can too, is like, how can you follow those gut hunches that you have? Um, and if you're like, I don't even know what those are, it's just like, starting to recognize the little voice of like, Ooh, I want to do this. I want to go there. But then you'd be like, Oh, that doesn't make sense to do that right now. I'll wait and do this first or whatever. So it's kind of like letting yourself just kind of play in the energy of like, what, what, if I just follow what I want to do and not question why I want to do it, um, and really lean into that. And that's where like, you know, the energies around us can really work with us to, um, have a better sense of flow in our life and a better sense of alignment because things are just smooth and you're just kind of going with the energy rather than against it or trying to think that you can outplan it, you know, or, or do it better um, or more efficient. So that was Nepal. And then Thailand, I had learned. So in Thailand, I had turned 30. I had my 30th birthday. And the biggest thing I learned there is it's okay to leave the old you behind. Um, and um, a new decade. So that's, that's what I learned there. Um, and this really resonated with me because this is, you know, I didn't, and this kind of goes with my relationship with alcohol and maybe I'll do a separate podcast about this. Cause I've had so many friends just be on the same page with me. And I'm wondering to see if you guys are also, um, of this different thought process with it. So um, didn't drink much, didn't drink at all in India because it was illegal in that area. And also was just so busy doing other things. Um, in Nepal, maybe had a few here and there just to kind of get warm. It was like one of those hot toddy situations, but not really much there. And then once I got to Thailand, I did a, we were in at a full moon party on an island and I forget which island it is. Koi, uh, my sister would know. But anyway, so I was at a full moon party and it was just one of those things that just totally resonated and hit. And I was like, holy shit, I thought this is what I would want to do in my 30th. I thought this would be an epic party. I thought this would be such a cool blowout, especially because it was the full moon and, you know, my full, the, my birthday landed on the full moon. And I was like, what better way to do this massive, popular Thailand full moon party? And I, I have to say the experience is supposed to be is it was, it was supposed to be what it was, but I also was just like, okay, 
this is just kind of an old version of me that I was kind of like thinking that this is maybe what I'd want to do. And it actually, actually wasn't really at all what I wanted to do. So that was one of those periods of times where like, wow, I can let this kind of other person kind of, I could put this one to bed. I can bury her. I can say, you know, you served me up until now, but I actually um, am stepping into a new decade. I'm stepping into uh, the newest version of me, which I don't have to pull these habits or um, uh, situations or things that I thought that I, the things that I did like doing. Um, for example, I would have loved to do this full moon party in my earlier twenties, but just like didn't resonate as much for me. Um, then. And I was a little bit kind of bummed. I have to be honest about, I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I probably would have done something different, uh, had I realized this beforehand, but I think I needed that experience to really solidify that. So what had really, you know, hit it home there was just like, okay, you can put this behind you. This, this doesn't have to be you anymore. Like that's, we're meant to change and grow. So I think it was permission for that and really deciding what energy and what practices and, and what, um, yeah, just kind of what vibration I really want to take into my new decade and who I want to be. And who you decide to be is based on the dis- the little decisions that you make, like the little practices that, that you do, the things that um, you do on a day-to-day rather than, um, you know, trying to zoom out so much. It's just that's that's what holds your, your unique frequency is like what, how you operate, how your thoughts are, what you do the little actions you choose to do for yourself and for others. And so I was like, okay, I'm actually kind of done with this part of myself. Um, I want to play. I want to have joy. I want to dance, but I also don't need to do it with um, a shit ton of alcohol is what I realized. So, all right. So that moved me to Vietnam and Vietnam was a lot of rest, warm food, recharge, Um, it was just, oh, I just can't wait to go back to Vietnam because I just loved it so much. But it was a shorter time there. Um, it was, you know, a little bit colder there. So you just warm foods, local foods, eating at local places. Like, um, I was traveling with my sister both in, in Thailand and Vietnam. So we were traveling for a good two months together. And, um, it was a lot of just like reconnecting together and just, um, family and just, uh, our relationship and just being able to be cozy and, and, you know, just do what we felt like doing, not because we felt like, oh, we're in a new place and we have to go sightsee. We're like, what do we actually feel like doing? And it was very much permission to rest and permission to, um, do what you feel like your body needs. And, um, that's really a huge takeaway. And I think that's something that we need, we could definitely apply to lives of just like, okay, if I have a day off, I should go do this and that. And maybe not. Maybe your body's like, dude, I need to lay down. I need to, you know, just put my feet in the grass maybe. Or I need to just stay inside and maybe watch a show. Or maybe it's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go out and explore. I'm going to go do that. So it was kind of like permission to do what feels right for you at that time. And like that nourishment of food, the warm food, the food that I ate there was like nourishing in a way of just like, okay, I feel like I'm taking care of this vessel a little bit more paying a little bit more attention, talking to it a little bit nicer. Um, that was really important for me um, to really uh, anchor into of looking and treating my body differently than what maybe I had. 
And I was like, wow, we get to be with her for this lifetime. Um, till I don't know how long, like I might as well just use that time to appreciate it and to love on it and to enjoy it and to do the things that I can do now, you know? So that's, that's what the takeaways there. Then that led me back to being in Bali for the second time. And being back there uh, for the second time was really interesting because I went, so I, my whole family had came to visit. Um, so my parents and my sister, um, so all of us were there for about, uh, all two weeks. And then I had stayed there longer, but I was in such a different energy and such a different mindset of all of these different travels that I've done and, you know, decided to put this old person behind and things. And, um, it was more of like this relaxed, refresh, um, kind of area. Like it was just like really bonding again, um, to my family, like noticing how much they changed and growed, uh, grew and how much I did too. And it was just kind of, I got to show them different spots that I would tell them about on the phone when I was first in Bali and they got to experience that and the people there were amazing. So that was a really lovely experience. Um, and it was, that led me into then being there for another month on my own, um, in a different part of Bali. And there it was a little bit more of a mix. It was kind of the mix of Bali and India where I had play, um, I did dance, but then I did discipline with, I would do hit workouts and Muay Thai and, um, you know, I would make sure I'd catch all of the sunsets. I would sweat. I was drinking coconuts. I was taking care of the body, but I was still going out to the music, but I was drinking coconuts. Like I didn't need to, didn't feel the need or want to go out and party in the way that I did previously of needing alcohol. And, um, it was an important piece where I was like, wow, I can have this discipline. I could do these practices and movement and sweat and all these things caring for my body, but I can also do so much play and joy without that need of that like extra validation from, uh, from, uh, that liquid courage is, is what people say. So it's like, I didn't need that anymore. Uh, I haven't needed that for a while, but, um, my relationship between it has definitely, um, changed and has grown over the past. This has been like a few years in the making to now where I'm, I'm feeling more resonant of, um, you know, not needing it, not wanting it. So, um, and then that led me to Australia and Australia was so much like sunrise, salty swims, love, so much love there. Um, feeling like home, homeland, um, a huge interconnection. I was traveling actually in a, um, in a van with a friend that I met in the airport and she decided to come along and, then I met an Aussie boy too. And so he ended up traveling with us and flying out to meet me two different times. And so it was just like this really kind of um, really grounding period uh, where I was by the ocean the, like the whole time. Uh, as soon as I woke up, my feet were in the grass because I was, we were at campsites. So I was outside a lot. It, it meant it was a different sense of home because I I got to take and settle into the home, into the van. Um, and that's what felt very like, okay, this is my sense of home. And um, I have to say it was really difficult turning the, the van back in because I was there for like, I was in that for about a month and a half. And I was like, well, this is actually quite difficult. I really liked this way of life. 
And, um, and I think that's even within the, the same travel, it's like you can, you don't need a certain place or location, um, to feel like that's what home is. And that's what really hit home with me and resonated with me over the past travels of like a location doesn't really identify that with me anymore. Um, it's more like the feeling within myself and the different things that I have around me that feel like it. So, you know, I would take my same crystals or journal or book or cards and I'd have my little trinkets and I'd set them in different um, guest houses or hotels that I was at in the van. And it was like this, this sense of like, um, structure within the non-structure. So I got to, you know, create this home space and these new spaces every time with the little things that I had that were important to me. And that like changes, I think the way that I perceive what even home is because it is within us. It is, uh, it is us ourselves. It is this body. It is, um, you know, where, where we go. So a lot of different, a lot of different experiences. This is just kind of scratching the surface on each, like an overview. Um, and I, I'll probably write a little bit about it more too. Um, but this is, yeah, I hope some of these takeaway things are, are resonating with you right now and seeing how you can apply these different lessons or, or things to your life, or if maybe this just strikes up a question or a series of thoughts within your own life of how you want to do things differently or what you like or what you don't like, or maybe wanting to create a journey like this for yourself. Um, and it's just actually way easier than what you think. So if you're even thinking, oh, can I do a mini trip like that? Or maybe I'd like to do a bigger trip. It's just it's just really starting. It's just, just doing it. It's just like putting it out there. So, uh, yeah. So anyways, so this is about the trip in my last 10 months and then moving forward. Um, I am going to be doing different things within the structure of the podcast. Maybe I'll do a few shorter episodes, uh, incorporating interviews back into it and just really vamping it up again, took a big break as I was finishing the ending of my travels but uh, conversations and connections uh, and learning through conversations is my absolute favorite thing. So I'm excited to, yeah, just um, get the interviews going again and uh, being able to create a space where you can listen along. So if you have any questions um, or anything that you would like to be discussed on the podcast, or if you would like uh to be interviewed or be a guest, reach out to me either on Instagram or my email, or you can do a comment or whatever, in what platform, whatever you're listening to, Apple or Spotify. Um, and if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. I would super appreciate it. And yeah, let me know if you have any takeaways from it. Um, I would love to hear anything that my journeys have sparked within your own. Um, I love to hear how that kind of hits home for you. So I will leave you with that. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Sending you lots of energy and love. And I will see you next time.
I hope you felt the magic from this episode. And if you did, I would love if you were to share it with any friends or family you think it would resonate with. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok at erica.eternalexpansion. So please send me a message if you enjoyed this and you would like more episodes like this. I'm sending you lots and love and light your way. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.